Hello and welcome to Tracks, Brighton's premier music podcast. This is episode number 78. I am Tim. And I am Harry. And this is a Halloween special. <laughs> Insert sound effects here. I'm a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> the worst I know Ever. I can't be bothered to get sound effects, so that's going to be it. Harry the Friendly Ghost I'm a is ghost. facing me. Um... <laughs> Inevitably, on this day of all days, um, you know, normally we try and keep our theme as a bit of an enigma early doors, <laughs> but we all know where we're going here. We're having a bit of a Halloween party. What are you dressed up as right now, Harry? I am a Spider Man, but the Spider Man is dead. <laughs> <laughs> and he's also. I, Tim, I can't do this. <laughs> can't think of this quickly, you know this. <laughs> I've been caught on the spot. <laughs> Tim, what you just have us? I'm the Phantom of the Upright. Oh, better. <laughs> better than a Spider-Man, but he's dead. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Let's get on with it. Yeah. Where are we going to see them? <laughs> We're going to be on, see them on the flip side of death, which is life. (laughs) (laughs) Shall we begin? Let's begin. You alright, mate? Hello there, Tim. How's it going? Things are going really well, thank you. How are you? Uh, Very good. Very good indeed. How have you been since last week? I've been really good, thanks. I've had a a, a very nice weekend. Um, I had a very heavy Thursday. I uh, went to an award ceremony. Did you win? Uh, the film that I worked on won. Yeah, really, it's really good. We Did you go on stage? No, no, uh, I wasn't even there for the end when it was announced. Sadly, oh. <laughs> um, you know, we were we put we helped get music for the film, um, but. At nine o'clock, as I was partying, uh, I saw that trains were getting cancelled and delayed. Uh, living in Brighton, I had to make a decision to leave. Leave London. To leave London. And then I didn't get home. I think I left at half nine, didn't get home until about three. What? Uh, yeah, they were really, really, really bad. Delays. Say what? Cancelled. All of the above. Cancellations, delays, all sorts. Got to one station that kicked us off. They were like, oh, we've got it wrong. You're not meant to be on this one. Had to wait like an hour for the next one. Awful. Tried doors wouldn't open. Didn't go in the next day because I only got about two hours sleep. Uh, you really are. A, you've become a bit, a bit laissez-faire with your turning up to work, haven't you? Oh, this is, Mate, I got home at like three, four o'clock. Yeah. I, well, I had to wake up at like seven. Welcome to my world, mate. And I was just like, you know what? I can't do it. And I work from home because I can do that, Tim. Yeah. That's Fair fun. enough. Good on you. Um, and I had a lovely weekend with the missus. With the missus. Um, the old ball and chain. <laughs> nice little ball and a decent <laughs> chain. <laughs> I don't know if that sounded offensive or not. Um, it was shamazing. Nice. Nice. Lucy's asked me to say shamazing on the podcast really? and I've finally done it. Why is, why is that a thing that we do now? What requests? I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm doing a... <laughs> An objection, an official objection. <laughs> you had no problem with it when I said it. No, I, I, that's the amazing. We both thing winced is. a little bit. <laughs> I went, mean, "Shame, you went, cool." Because isn't that 
from I don't know what it's from. It's from X Factor. What? Or it was back in the day. It was what's um the Pussycat Dolls woman called? Nicole Scherzinger. Yeah. Like this is years and years and years and years ago. Uh like when she was first a judge, she used to use that as like a like that was amazing. God. So that's what you've just brought onto this podcast. And now I've brought on my knowledge. Of <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you're the one that knows it all. Yeah, well, I had, and like you, I had a girlfriend at the time and she liked X Factor, so I had to watch X Factor. She an X Factor fan, I didn't know that. Back then. This is way, way back. But yeah. Way back when. Well, anyway, I had a lovely weekend and that is a thing that has happened. Nice. So, what about you, Tim? Uh, busy weekend? Busy weekend, yeah. Yeah, pretty busy. Um... Mum's birthday celebrations take two, because she's a piss taker and likes to drag her birthday out all over the country and all over my social life. No, I joke. It was lovely. Uh, we had loads of northern family down um, in Brighton, the most beautiful city in the world. Takeover. Uh, it was a bit of a northern takeover. Um, certainly took over a couple of pubs during Saturday night. Um, all very, very fun. Um, yeah, good. And then headed to a psychedelic music night down at Concord 2, which is really good, run by Acid Box Promotions. Shout out Acid Box. Um, very good music, although potentially the oldest I've ever felt out, like, on a, on a weekend. Like, so many young people. So, so, so many young people. Like, little children. To the point where there was... There was a moment where we were, like, waiting at the bar, and there were people in front of us, and we were, like, they're not going to get served, they're definitely too young. And then they just whipped out their IDs, and they weren't even green IDs, they were full driving licences. Yeah, that makes sense. You are all babies, go home to bed. Yeah. I saw a bunch of kids in town the other day, and they they were lining up to get in somewhere, and I was like, no, not a chance, You, what are you even doing trying, you are all can't be more than 15 yeah and then they were like going in one by one i was like this is not a thing they surely they're not looking at the ids but it's like do you remember um like when you're at school every year the year seven seemed to get younger and younger and younger yeah like suddenly reception kids were turning up in year seven just (laughs) two foot tall (laughs) talking rosy cheeks (laughs) like how are you in year seven because you feel so grown up when you're in year seven and now i have like niece my niece is like nearly that age and like cousins who are around the age who I remember holding as a baby and now they're in like year eight, year nine at school. It's like, no, you're all children. Everyone, everyone stop because <laughs> I'm not that old and yeah. everything is just getting confusing. Um, but yeah, so we did in the end decide that it was too much of a young crowd and move on to a more adult location. But that's, that's also something I'm going to start have, having to get used to. Like, Obviously, it's that really exciting thing when you turn 18 and suddenly the doors of the world are open to you and you can go everywhere and you have access to everything. It's now starting to go a little bit the other way where I'm having to like flag the locations where I've gone too old now to turn up. Like I can't be turning up at like teeny bopper nights. And Where can't you go? Well, For people that will know Brighton. Well, I, I, from that evidence... A club night at Concord may soon be off my potential locations. Yeah. I can Who see knows? That. Yeah. The interesting thing was, like, the the kids there... <laughs> the kids? The kids! 
um, you know, to our older listeners, shout out the oldies. Uh, we are the kids because we're very much in the middle it's, of our twenties. But yeah, it's funny because when I see an eighteen-year-old, I don't think necessarily a kid, but nearly, nearly like coming up, especially for you. Sorry again, but yeah. coming up to ten years yeah, younger yeah. than you. Yeah, that's another generation. For sure. Still a few years off, but still. Well, that's, yeah, nearly twenty-seven now. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> yeah. Before I cry, <laughs> maybe we should move on. Um, yeah, it's been a good week, an exciting, enjoyable, fun, nice week, and I've had musical highlights of you. I have, Tim. Okay, tell us what they were. Oh, you'd like me to go first, just like we usually do. That's fine. That's fine. Um, so this week, um, I've actually got a highlight that you definitely know because you kind of made me aware of it. Mm. And I knew of this guy, I knew he was having something, or going to release something. Um, the guy is called Steve Lacey. Big fan. And he's just released a demo, Steve Lacey's demo. Yeah, although not that just released, has he? I think it came out in like March. Was it? Yeah. Oh, Which blimey. is why I said like, I'm sure you're already aware of it. But I thought I was really late to the party. Oh, I'm very late to the yeah, party. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're both very late to the party. Okay, that's really interesting. I, I, um, I put this forward as something that I've enjoyed this month to people at work, and none of them knew either. Which I guess it's definitely been a bit under the radar. There. Yeah, I, I, do you know what happens is I now know that so Steve Lacey is from the internet, which I was unaware of, but I did know he was kind of friends with that crowd. He's on Flower Boy. Yeah, yeah. Um, he should point out with. That- the internet is a group rather than just yeah, the internet. Just, yeah. <laughs> he has Facebook. He is from the internet. Um and yeah, he was on um he was on Finn Sid's uh album that came out this year. So like he knows all those people, he's he's worked with them. And when I saw this, when you showed me this, I was like, Oh, this is wicked. Like he's he's now released something on his own. Completely unaware of that, so yeah. apologies for that. Um, but it's new to me, so I'm going to carry on, and I haven't got anything else, so I'm going to carry <laughs> on even more so. Um, there's a song that's really been stuck in my head, and it's Dark Red, yeah. which is the kind of the biggest al- uh, the biggest song from the album, uh, from the EP even, or the demo. Who knows, Tim? Um, it's the, <laughs> the kind of the song that's kind of a staple tune. Yeah, it's my favourite on there too. It's Hasn't it just got like a really interesting melody yeah and it's it's almost like this very minor key everything's sung in quite a minor key and it's like instrumentally just very interesting and just smooth nice his vocals a little bit um it's interesting because like the like the cover artwork is very like bluesy and there is certainly like a blues influence more than like a lot of the other. I know obviously there's a lineage through all these kind of music, musical genres, but like this is very much more blues than pretty much anything else within that scene, I would say. Yeah, and um, it, it makes and, sense that this kind of comes out alongside, you know, songs from Flower Boy have a very kind of R&B-esque. Um, they do have a, um, a lo-fi indie sound, some of them. And that's yeah. the, the one pickup from this thing is that you know, I said this the other day that um, the hip hop scene is very kind of opens its arms to other genres coming in and adapting and 
ch- like adding things and changing things and there's a lot of hip hop that I love that takes from indie bands and they'll do there's R&B that sounds like it's you know just like the Zach um Blair, uh album that I showed a few weeks ago um it's it's an R&B album but it's also very lo-fi kind of grungy psyche kind of thing yeah, and I sure. think hip hop is kind of moving forward more than any genre I know in terms of how it changes I mean when you think about um, the reason why we get bored of seeing new indie bands and maybe you're not the one to go for here because you do like <laughs> them a lot but yeah. there are some indie bands that don't excite me and I'll tell you one that we don't tend to slag people off on here and I'm not slagging them off um but the guys um, who have the, like, a thousand singles out, and I think they might have just released something recently. They're on um, Felix White's record label. The Magic Gang. The Magic Gang. Um, just don't seem very interesting because they sound like, to me, just another indie band. Yeah, I think there's certainly something to that. And like, hip-hop's more of, like, a magpie genre in that it's, yeah. you know, from its very roots, it was all about taking influence from other places and sort of merging them together into something new yeah. um, whereas I think uh, sort of quite self-consciously at times indie has always kind of kept itself to itself and thought this is authentic guitar music mm. I mean there's only so much that a guitar a bass a drum a set of drums and a singer can you know <laughs> literally only so many things you can do with that setup yeah because then then when you have to start bleeding things in like maybe R&B bass lines or R&B drum rhythms and stuff uh, that's when you know these other genres start to leak in that's when you get subgenres blah 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 but um, it's just nice to see somebody doing something in a genre that I'm really liking at the moment really yeah. uh, something that I've been picking up on more than anything in terms of kind of your home shake and your Zach and all that stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so let's play Dark Red Something bad is about to happen to me I don't know what, but I feel it coming Might be so sad, might leave my nose running I just hope she don't wanna So coming back from Steve Lacey, we're going to move straight on to your pick, Tim. So I'm going to be a little bit naughty this week. Oh, you do this every week, Tim. I don't. You do. I've just been editing and you did this and we had this same discussion. Why? What did I do last week? You said, I'm going to bend the rules a little. I don't know. I think I I had a very conventional musical highlight. No, it wasn't in the highlight. It was during the episode. Anyway, it doesn't matter. In the highlight. Basically. Why'd you bring it up? It doesn't matter. Jesus, he's touchy tonight, listeners, isn't he? <laughs> or this morning when you're listening. Either way, he's got a chip on his shoulder. Come on. Uh, <laughs> um, basically, I'm going to bend the rules a little bit because I always like to bring something new for my musical highlight of the week, something that we haven't discussed before. But there's a couple of artists who we have discussed before. So basically, I just want to mention them very briefly at this stage 
The first one being my highlight from a couple of weeks ago. Very realistically should have been my musical highlight of the week if we're going by the letter of the law. This week, Nilufa Yanya, I went to see last Wednesday yes. in Brighton. Absolutely incredible. She's tiny, like pint-sized girl, like, but just so much soul, so much passion, and just like, I it was amazing. Like she had had a full band around her, like guitar player, bass player, saxophone player, drummer. Where'd you see her? Uh, at the Hope and Ruin. Um, really small room, really small. Uh, like the crowd wasn't particularly big, but she just smashed it. She felt like she was really just bossing it from the front of the stage, like. Uh, completely leading everyone else, like a conductor of the rest of her band. Her voice was incredible, like way better than it sounds recorded. There's just some extra texture to it, which I haven't heard in her records, and I love her recorded voice. Um, She just blew me away. She had this really kind of weird, unorthodox way of strumming the guitar. Like me and Lizzie were both kind of, my sister Lizzie, who I went with, were both just like hypnotised. No, not even that. It was like sort of flapping it with her finger but like I don't know it was like Which not quite nails. not quite slap bass but like just I've never seen anyone play a guitar like it but just amazing guitar player like I say the best voice just one of the most amazing gigs I've seen all year without a shadow of a doubt I've I haven't really stopped thinking about it since I left I was just astonished she is a star and um, I, I said it at the time when she was my highlight of the week for a recorded version but go check her out live because she will knock your socks off. Sadly, I couldn't go. Was... Yeah, but there are very, there's very, very few gigs that have quite as much of an impact on me as that did. So, uh, yeah, just another shout out for that. Number two is the fact that Ezra Furman's back and he's announced a new album, which, I mean, it's not often you feel like the next step that your some of your favourite artists make is just like tailor-made for you. I think back to when I was obsessed with Mr. Hudson uh, in his early days and then he went and made an album with Kanye West and I was just like, oh my God, this is everything I want. And now Ezra Furman's come back and announced his next album, which is called Transangelic Exodus, which I'm going to struggle to say many, many times in the future. Um, But he cited Kendrick Lamar, Kanye West and Vampire Weekend as the three major influences on the new record. Um, and it sounds a bit mad, but I mean, all of kind of um, Ezra's stuff is brilliantly eccentric. Um, but when he was describing, he said it's not a concept record, but almost a novel or a cluster of stories on a theme, a combination of fiction and half-true memoir, a personal companion for a paranoid road trip, a queer outlaw saga. Um, and then he goes on and sort of goes into this story that it's all about. And I, it's kind of slightly reflecting on the political situation in America, but also in this kind of uh, fantasy world about a- angels and wings and stuff like this. It, it sounds completely bizarre, but like brilliantly bizarre. The first a- song has come out from it, which I really, really love. And we've got to wait till February for this, so it's going to be a while coming. But just the fact that Ezra Furman's back is again something that's totally, totally exciting for me. But because I've talked about both of them, Previously, I didn't really want to do them as a highlight this week. So what I am picking instead is a singer-songwriter called Dunia. And I might be saying that wrong. It's another classic case where I don't really know how do to say Do the classic it. and spell it out. D-O-U-N. 
N-I-A. Junior. I mean, yeah, you, that's what I would have gone for. Junior. Or Downia, maybe. Downia. Because it's like noun. Downia. Who knows? But this is a lady born in Queens, raised in Morocco, and now residing back in New York, 20 years old. And she's like, from what I can gather, like a bit of an Instagram star, like, um, you know, down with the kids. She's also like an activist, um, speaks a lot about uh, kind of uh, negative um, influences of kind of the perfect body image stereotype that's projected by the media and kind of Hollywood and that kind of stuff. Um, very outspoken and kind of, and I mean this in a complimentary way, not a dis- disrespectful way, but like a leader of kind of the hashtag woke generation. She is kind of on that. And uh, so through doing those things and posting a lot of stuff online has kind of built up a bit of a following before putting any music out, as far as I can tell, um, which is an interesting way of like things happening these days. Um, mm. And you might think, as I probably would have, had I not heard the music first, I might have read that backstory and thought, oh, God, is someone... You know when, like, a reality TV star or someone, something like puts out a song and you think, oh, for God's sake, mm-hmm. they've just been given this opportunity because... YouTubers do it all the time. They yeah. produce some fucking god-awful music. Yeah. But this is, I think, kind of the other way around. Like, that stuff's kind of... Not incidental, but that stuff she does alongside being a musician and a very talented one at that. Um... And basically, I just love her kind of whole vibe and her whole attitude. And um, she's got really, really lovely vocals. It's kind of uh, quite sparse, laid-back pop music, which I suppose takes a bit of a lead off kind of Lord, that kind of stuff, which, um, you know, once someone's as big as Lord is, record labels are always kind of looking for the next Lord. Good vocalist. Very, very good. Um I think you'll I think you'll really be into her. Um I'd heard a song a while ago and then last week she dropped an EP, although to all intents and purposes not really an EP. It's called Intro Two, but it's eight eight songs and I think thirty two minutes, something like that. So that's essentially an album. That's Boniver's album, isn't it? Yeah. That was the half an hour. I know, and we waited five years for that. Um she's only calling this an E P. But it's 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 really, really nice. Um brilliant kind of Get home, cooking dinner, chill out, music. And again, that sounds like that could sound like I'm just talking about it like it's wallpaper music. It's not. It's got a lot more to it than that. Um, and on that EP, there's a song called Casablanca that I really, really, really love. And I, I suggest you go and um, check that one in particular out if you want to see what the EP is all about. I'm actually going to play this the single that came out weirdly like a week before the EP. I don't really understand why it's not on the EP. Um, but it's called East Coast Hiding. Um, and the reason I'm going to pick it is because I just quite like the lyrics of the chorus. Um, and I think um, I think it's probably my favourite thing that she's put out so far. But I also think the EP is really great too. So I uh, suggest you all go and listen to all of it. I am going to play that particular song though. It is called East Coast Hiding by Dunya. Check it out.
there you have it. That was Dunya, and I believe that was your first listen to her, Harry. Any thoughts? Um, yeah, it, it I just took me back to something I just didn't think you'd be into. Really? Yeah. I mean, completely. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's a bit out of my normal comfort zone, for sure. But, um, like I say, there's a certain certain moment in each day where that is, that is a, a kind of more chilled out thing. That I can do. Yeah. I think there's also a thing of, um, the time of year ties into it a bit as well. Mm. Like, this week, here in England, listeners has been particularly grey pretty much every day. The sun's barely come up. It's we been... talked about that day we had, was it last week, where it was basically night time for a oh, full day. That was weird, like it was orange everywhere. and like Everyone was it... like, why is the world ending and yeah. what's happening? And went it out genuinely the... was a bit weird. Yeah, I went out in the streets and everyone was just stood on the streets staring at the sky. Like a meteor was about to just hit us. Yeah, it I was, was I so was... weird. Someone joked at work that the world was ending and I was just like... Maybe it is. The government just don't want to tell us because there will be pandemonium, so they're just going to let it happen. Yeah. And then I just waited there all day thinking, <laughs> someone's going to hit us. Uh, yeah. But it's been particularly grim, basically. It's, and I think that kind of... You don't want the kind of upbeat indie music that... Yeah, summer music's been and gone. Yeah, which is generally... I think most of the stuff that I'm really into is quite summer, summery. Mm. Um so, yeah, maybe that has tied into it, the fact that I'm quite happy being indoors and chilled out a bit more than normal. It's funny because I think certain music has a kind of more of a lifespan in terms of how it feels because there are songs that I will only listen to around the summertime. Think yeah. kind of your Calvin Harris slide. It's a very summery song. Probably won't be going to pick it over Christmas. Whereas Bon Iver, is a very wintry kind of guy but I will listen to him throughout the summer and throughout the year as well so these kind of tones and these feels have maybe a little bit more longevity throughout the year it's an interesting uh, hypothesis uh, one which I do not reject in the slices I'm going to write about it (laughs) you do that I'm going to write an essay you do that submit it to the University of Life I'm never going to write that (laughs) I overthink I'm so over slipping on Darkness falls across the land, the midnight hour is close at hand. Creatures crawl in search of blood to terrorize your neighborhood. <laughs> it Keep does. Going. And who never shall be found without the soul forgetting down must stand and face the hounds of hell and rot inside. You've turned into that You've turned into that weird poet on Sean Keaveney's breakfast show. I've not seen that. I've not heard it. You must have. No, I'm always far too sleepy to actually really listen. <laughs> Finishes at ten o'clock, Harry. Oh, <laughs> Well, I'm still asleep on the train. Anyway, there's more to that, but it doesn't matter. Um, Tim, welcome to Halloween. <laughs> Never seen you so animated. This is insane. Like a corpse, eh? <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not even a massive fan of Halloween, but I'm really looking forward to this episode. Well, it, this is where we are right now. Today, release day, is the 31st of I was going to say November then. October! Yeah. That makes it all Hallow's Eve. Hallow's Eve? No, it's Halloween. It's the same thing, isn't it? 
I thought Hallow's Eve was the day before. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> like Christmas Eve. <laughs> I don't know. Is Hallow's know. Eve like the night coming go- towards Halloween? No, I thought maybe. in my head was Halloween was just like a shortened version of All Hallow's <laughs> Eve. <laughs> we don't know about Halloween. Um, but it is that. It's one of, um, certainly for our American listeners, a real big deal. It's a Halloween. massive deal, yeah. Although, I don't know, is that like a... A British assumption of America, no, or do you think they? Genuinely... I've been over there during Halloween. Have you? It, yeah, when I was uh, very young, uh, we were in Maine, <laughs> young. like seven. Um, <laughs> no, I suppose you vaguely remember that then. Yeah, I remember it, and we've got video and all sorts. And um, we went to Stephen King's house. Um, we we stood outside it while Mum waited for him to come home, <laughs> so it wasn't like we went to have dinner. Wow, did um, you go all the way there for that? Yeah, we. We drove out to... My mum knew where he lived, and we drove out, parked up, waited there, and then he came with his shopping and went home. <laughs> it's not like we knew he was out, if we just happened to see him. But anyway... That's um, creepy. That's creepier than a Stephen King novel. Absolutely, it is. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, there were pumpkins every... Like, every house has a pumpkin. Like, every house is, like, doing things. We've we've got stuff at home from uh, America that, that's, like, Halloween stuff. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, big deal over there. Big Not deal. so... I feel like Brighton doesn't really go all that all out. No, it's big for kids, isn't it? Kids love it. And but I don't think here it is that much. Like, growing up, for me, in the north, like, ev- you could go trick-or-treating. It's Halloween up there every day. <laughs> How dare you. <laughs> I'm joking. How very dare you. <laughs> didn't even uh, mean anything. No, I know. <laughs> um, but, like, you'd go trick-or-treating and every single house would be, like people giving out sweets and like pumpkins in the winter like literally I we... think there's more of a community spirit maybe yeah. than there is down here certainly for the, that kind of thing like you know I've taken like my nieces and nephews like trick or treating down here and just no one does it no one opens the door no one's got everyone's moody and yeah whereas up there up. and it made me a bit sad actually because I've got lovely lovely memories of Halloween me too I've had some very nice Halloweens I mean we've we used to our house used to Put on a bit of a show for Halloween. I don't know if you ever saw. I have, yeah. But mum and dad would always kind of decorate. Mum loved it. Always, she was kind of dress up for the for the kids and that. And then one year, some people egged our house and they gave up. <laughs> and they were like, "Oh fuck that! Like yeah. we're not going to put the effort in if people are going to ruin it for others." So yeah, no more that. sweets for you guys. Shut up! <laughs> I know you did it, and I hate them. You know? Yes, it was old school friends of mine oh. that I don't talk to anymore. "Quote unquote friends." They are nowhere in their lives. <laughs> oh, sorry, but karma. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but also, listeners, we'll let you into a cheeky little secret that for us as a podcast, although most things about us aren't that Halloweeny, no. we have our roots in Halloween. They are deeply seeded um, in Halloween. Yeah, bizarrely, two years ago today, pretty much. I think, yeah, because the party we were at two years ago was actually on Halloween night. It was Hallow Boxing Day. That <laughs> <laughs> was it? It was 6am. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the night after. Yeah, the exactly. Morning after. Um, the very initial idea for starting a podcast. We invented podcasts we were conce- on Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> we were conceived pretty much uh, around that time on Halloween. Yeah. Um, after a really great party and at some point today, maybe I'll be able to show some of the audio clips of I that. I definitely hope so. Yeah, because I sent you them today. I was, yeah. I'm amazed I come across them, to be honest. Um, 
Yeah, we sat down in that park, and we, I think we've mentioned it before on the podcast, but we sat down in that park, and we yeah. said, we want to make something, and then... Sat on a bench for a while, and then some Swedish people later. with questionable political views turned up. Yes. <laughs> Less said about them, the better. Um, but then, yeah, we sat there for ages. I seem to remember drinking, like, a massive big bottle of beer yeah. that I literally could not get to the bottom of. We seemed to be swigging it for hours, and it was still full. Big time. Yeah, um, I think it might. It was a beer or cider. It probably wouldn't have been cider because I don't like it. But yeah, we were drinking on a bench. It was dewy and cold, <laughs> really cold because it was October, the end yeah. of October, and like wet. Yeah, and and we were all in costumes, and I mean the the Swedish people that came to speak to us were all like done up in like yeah. kind of suit shirts and dresses and stuff. And yeah. we were like hello, and I was. What like were you a, dressed as that night? I was a Hawaiian zombie. Oh yeah. I was a French zombie. <laughs> yeah. So basically, we, we thought, you had a stripy shirt. I was like, right, French zombie. And I had a Hawaiian shirt. I don't know how I feel about my costume in hindsight. I think that was kind of... Um... It was bad timing, wasn't it? Yeah, but let's not talk about that. Okay. But I just feel like like the I played so heavily on the stereotype of a French person, I feel like it was a bit xenophobic. So I really apologise, but all, all I did really was, it, it like, was a, fine. It's like a black and white stripy t-shirt, a beret, and like a red scarf like yeah tight. and you had a bit of a white face with some blood yeah do you that... remember me trying to because i didn't know what i was going as <laughs> so everyone's turning up to our house before yeah. we went jack must have still been living there right mm-hmm. um and i was just everyone had makeup so i just put on a shirt and started to smother my face in red stuff in your arm i seem to really and i had like a bite mark in my arm i yeah. think i did a really good job in a short amount of time I, like, really went in and tried to, like, make, like, a it like my mouth had been, like, opened up on one side. Yeah. It was all right. I'm not a makeup artist, but, um... It's always a difficult one to judge, though, isn't it? Because, like, for me personally, like, the kind of thing that we both did that night, that is my preference for Halloween, really. Like, a bit half-arsed. Like, you've, you've got in the spirit, but you've not thought about it too much. But, like, a lot of the people we were with had really gone on Jack that Jack night and went all out Jack was like a full on vampire with like dye in his hair and everything he went like grey hair kind of proper makeup all like he didn't they rent outfits and stuff I don't know they rent outfits them, but like um definitely like went all out and we had um previous guest Jake Trangmar his girlfriend at the time was like full on dressed as like a scary doll thing or something and she oh, was like yeah. stabbing, stabbing a teddy bear and like People like went all out, and I felt. Oh yeah, that was creepy, wasn't it? Yeah, and they we had hay there. bales out, hay bales outside. Yeah, it was a really good party. Shout out Louis. Shout out Louis and Dan. I think Dan yeah. did a little bit of organising, <laughs> didn't he? Yeah. Um, but anyway, to bring it back, it's Halloween. We're going to celebrate a little bit. Yeah, that is why we're here. Absolutely. And it's a funny celebration, really, because all you kind of have these songs that get played every year at Halloween, but it's quite a small selection. A lot of them I don't even think are that Halloween-y. Like what? Uh, Ghostbusters, Adam's Family, Thriller, Men yeah. in Black. Yeah, those. Those kind of things. They're, yeah, but like like Ghostbusters, that's not, that's not a Halloween song. No. It's just, it's just uh, happens to say ghosts in it. <laughs> it's not a Halloween film, is it? No, no. But uh, then again, I mean, then we're getting into the state of what Halloween has become, which is just dressing up as anything. Yeah, like I was talking to my niece... Uh, the the other day, this weekend, just gone. My oldest niece, she's eleven, and I said, "What are you dressing up as for Halloween?" And she said, "A goldfish." <laughs> I was like, "What's scary about a goldfish, Hannah?" Uh, but she was going with it anyway. Nice. So I, but yeah, it's 
What's your I... favourite thing you've ever dressed up as? See, I like I said, I'm, I'm a half-ass dresser up. Well, mine was half-ass, but I have a favourite. Okay, you tell me yours. Well, I, I think... went as Donnie Darko, and not the rabbit. I went as Donnie Darko when he went as a skeleton for Halloween. So grey hoodie, skeleton costume, and that's it. That's quite. And good. then I drew the numbers on my arm. I think I've always just been some variation on a zombie. Mm. I, I'm struck. I think obviously when I was little, there's pictures of me like quite good costumes when I was little. But as an adult, I think I've always just been like blood on my face and white paint. Like I went as uh, Tallahassee once from Zombieland. Have you seen Zombieland? I think I have, yeah. The theme park thing. Yeah, well, yeah. he's literally just a man in a kind of cowboy outfit kind of thing. Yeah. And I, I spent the whole day, he was saying, why are you Indiana Jones? And I was like, I'm Tallahassee, which made just as much sense, really. <laughs> I'm Tallahassee from Great British Bake Off. Tallahassee. <laughs> I'm Celsie. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was... I, you know, I can't even remember any more than those two outfits. No, I'm really, outfits. I'm really struggling to remember. I, I feel like I always a ghost once. Everyone's yeah. been as a ghost, didn't they? I don't know. Oh, I went as an old lady she, once. That was quite oh, good. Oh, that sounds horrible. Why me and me and my friend Jamie, shout out Jamie, please. Lots of shout outs this week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, his uh, girlfriend at the time had like a big Halloween party. And uh, we decided that we were going to go as old ladies. So we got like little curly wigs. I think it was probably inspired a little bit by the fact that we worked at Marks and Spencer at the time. So we were just surrounded by old ladies all the time. So we thought, they're creepy. We'll dress up as them. But we got, <laughs> Was like, it just an old lady or did you go as creepy old lady? Just... just old lady. So we got like little curly white wigs. Uh, and we went to like all the secondhand shops in Hove um, and got like two piece suits, like long skirts uh, and like flesh color tights. Um, or it, like full on went went for the old lady thing but the problem was like we were both so excited when we got these costumes like, I remember driving back to his girlfriend's house and like we both put them on and she's like oh my god they're, they're amazing like we looked quite convincing and we like put talcum powder on our faces and made ourselves look all grey but like two days before Halloween I got really ill and I was like really? just like a horrible cold you know the ones where the last thing you want to do is move like even a limb yeah. like, and Jamie was like he didn't really know many of her friends, so he was like, you have to come to the party, you have to come to the party. So I was just like, okay, I'll come, but I'm going to drive, so I'm not going to drink or anything. And like, so I was just sort of stood in the corner of like a room of no one that I knew, dressed as an old lady, and Jamie kept being like, come take a picture. I was like, I don't want to take a picture. But that's probably the best costume I've ever had, but probably the worst Halloween I've ever had. You went as like a pretty much a zombie old woman. Yeah. But we did look quite good. There's still pictures of us knocking about now. We, really? we were convincing old ladies. I mean, you are now, so... How dare you? <laughs> Hot dog! I, I suppose it was more in keeping with my character that it was <laughs> yeah. 8 o'clock and I wanted to go to bed. <laughs> I'm going to sit in the corner. Yeah. Um, but anyway, some songs. With, it's a bit of an alternative Halloween playlist, I think. Or at least that's what I've gone with. I don't know about you, Harry. Alternative how? As in, like, not the obvious Halloween songs. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Beautiful. So take it away with your first one. Excellente. So my first pick, I'm going to go with a band that I actually played for the first time on tracks, maybe seven or eight episodes ago. Uh-huh. Nice, um, and, nice and new then. Nice yeah, and fresh. Yeah, a little bit fresh. Uh, Hot and fresh out of the kitchen. Hot and fresh out the kitchen. 
Ghouls and Ghosts. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. um, the band is We Are Scientists. So, yeah, already a little bit Halloween. You're not really, though. That's science. Yeah, like Dr. Frankenstein. Brain Thrust Masteries, the album. All oh, brains. brains. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the song is called Ghouls. Ghouls? <laughs> yeah. Ghouls? <laughs> it's Halloween. All is Ghoulies. ten. Yeah. All his coolies. <laughs> He's got his coolies He's out. He's got his coolies out. Um, I mean, I don't know about you, but the way I came to this was uh, I searched <laughs> different uh, Halloween things. What? <laughs> what are you laughing at, Tim? Um, oh. I searched different Halloween terms <laughs> in the Spotify search bar and saw what was about. <laughs> so I said, ghouls. And this was one of them, which is a band that I do love. And this is what actually one of my favourite songs of theirs. It's kind of a downplayed, less, you know, kind of classically indie kind of tune. It's um, like earlier before, a little bit more minor, a little bit slower, uh, much more to it than kind of some songs of theirs. Um, so before, I, I haven't got much, too much to say about it, but let's play it, come back. And we'll talk about our thoughts. Yes. So this is Ghouls by We Are Scientists. So we are coming back from that. Tim, were you a fan of We Are Scientists? Uh, I was a bit. Um, they were one of those kind of... They were just... Fill, co- not filler in a bad way, but they... You had your favourite bands and they were the one that you kind of had along the side that you would listen to occasionally. That, yeah. that That's what they were for me. They were always kind of around. I saw them at Reading once. They're and still I, around. And I really enjoyed them. And I found them really, really funny. Like, their stage presence was great. And, yeah. Um, like, between songs... They would, uh, you know, really interact with the crowd and, yeah, like I say, be very funny. I definitely enjoyed them, but I, I do struggle to imagine or remember a time when I ever really would go and sit down and listen to a We Are Scientists album. Yeah, I wouldn't... There was a time I did that. Um, I would never... If they were in town, I don't know if I'd necessarily be gagging to get tickets. Yeah. Um, but I would see them at a festival, no doubt. Um, but I really like that tune. It's, it reminded me of kind of um, Ratatat, that kind of uh, synthy stuff at the, yeah. be- at the beginning. You know, kind of Interpoli um, kind of mood. Yeah, uh, quite. It's kind of a nice track on the album that is quite up. Yeah, um, it breaks things down a bit, and you know, we do all recognise that I am the problem here. That's something that we all know, Tim. In, in this partnership, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> good, good, good. So I'm just making sure we're all on the same I'm page. joking, but he's going on with it. We need <laughs> to stop this now before I get hurt. Okay. So, yeah, that's that's my first pick, and I think it's a good start. Nice. Set the bl- premise. I agree. Thanks, Tim. So that can only mean that it's your go now. So my first pick 
is a band called Oingo Boingo. Lovely. I think. Oingo Boingo. Yeah, exactly. They're uh, an American new wave band who were around kind of mid-70s to I think kind of late 80s. So a relatively long uh, lifespan they had. Um, But I'm chiefly picking them for a video, which I had the pleasure of watching today during my research, which I highly recommend you go and watch too, because it's just mad, like properly mad. It kind of is slightly based around this really low budget stop motion of like all these little ghouls and zombies and things like that. But then it's kind of interspersed with cuts of one, like the most joyfully 80s band you'll ever see. Like we're talking... Uh, Are they an 80s band? Yes. Right. Uh, we're talking like Flock of Seagulls haircuts. We're talking guitars. We're talking uh, stupid vests and like weird clothes. Like brilliant in the 80s. And some of the worst dance moves you'll ever see. There's a bit where they all kind of do a little choreographed dance while still holding their instruments and look great. Brilliant, but also awful. Um, but then on top of that, so we've already got these two elements, which are great. And then it just keeps cutting to what I can only work out is like two completely separate parties. One which is really horribly weird and seedy and one which is like a teen movie party. Mm. There's like just like teenagers like dancing, having a lovely time on Halloween. Although no one's really dressed up, but I assume it is Halloween. But then like you see like an old man in a jacuzzi pouring champagne to like a young girl who's in there with him for some reason. And then you see, like, another fat old man who's, like, just so had a massage. So seedy, not Halloween-y. Just that little bit. The song's Halloween-y. Most of the other things are quite Halloween-y and a bit, like, ghouly. And then you just get, like, this weird man in a jacuzzi. Or, like, this weird man who's just had a massage. who has got a towel over him. And he just high-fives another man post-massage. And it doesn't make any sense. The narrative of this video is impossible to follow. But that's kind of what fascinated me about it. But also... It's all based around a song which is called Dead Man's Party, um, which is quite Halloween-y. And it's kind of weirdly addictive. It's got this nice little riff that runs through it. And then these kind of little erratic jazz outbursts of, you know, brass coming into it. And the guy's voice, for as much as he looks ridiculous in the video, he's got really good vocals. He sounds sounds very much like Robert Smith of The Cure. and it just all kind of comes together in this weird song that I've never heard before, but I feel like should be a staple on Halloween playlists because, um, like I say, it's called Dead Man's Party, which is about as Halloween-y as you're going to get. Um, and it's just it's just kind of good, and there's a weird vibe to it, but it's a party song. So I wanted to play that first because nice. I feel like it's a little bit of a discovery, and I think Do it. anyone who's having a party, this is one to stick on tonight. So here we go. Lovely. So you have it, that was Oingo Boingo. Oingo Boingo. Dead Man's Party. Nice. Very Robert Smith. Very, uh, yeah, cuesy vocal, isn't it? Cuesy, cuesy. Very 80s. Yeah. As you could say. Lots of nice 
great looks at the camera. Yeah, you've just watched the video. I watched the video. Uh, yeah, it's, it is good, isn't it? It's Lovely very little dance moves. To that kind of thriller esque um, kind of walk over to one side. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, good. Nice. nice pick. Thank you. On to your second one, Harry. Second pick. Um, now it was kind of a choice of two songs from uh, an album that I am a huge lover of. And it's, you know, coming up to its kind of year anniversary, actually. And uh, the the artist is Childish Gambino from the album Awaken My Love. And my... Well, it was between Boogeyman and Zombies. Yeah. Um, Zombies kind of, I think, when I thought of... When we were looking at Halloween, I thought, right, the only thing I'm thinking of is we do kind of tracks like this. Zombies was the first one to mind. And it is a... A song that, um, sadly, because of Redbone and because of the popularity of it, um, I feel like the album is still overlooked. Uh, People, not everybody, but I still think it's not being given the credit it may be due because of the big hitters from the album that people haven't really gone in and listened to the whole thing. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I think it is an odd thing, isn't it, sometimes? When an album's got a massive hit on it, it's almost like sometimes... You just kind of think, well, I've heard all people, and I suppose me as well. But like, generally, like, it's it seems kind of counterintuitive that if there's a massive hit on an album, you'd think, oh, well, the rest of it must be good because this is a really good band. But somehow, if yeah. there's one that's huge, you just think, well, I've done that one. Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, I'm really interested in finding out kind of what his most listened to tracks are. I mean, right, Redbone, three hundred sixteen million. Uh, Listens. That's almost as many listens as else. And in the top five, no other songs from his latest album. Interesting. Yeah. Now you've got the, the you know big tunes from his like older um, records in the two hundreds, one hundred millions, ninety three million. I'm sure they're up there um, in you know the tens of millions. But I think it's very interesting to see that that song, obviously, for a number of reasons, became kind of one of the hits of last year um, and kind of early this year because of its release in, uh, Christ- at Christmas time. But uh, it did kind of ruin the album, I think. I think it is an absolutely spectacular piece of work that needs to be listened to more. And this is just one of the songs for me that um, it just... I mean, we're looking at this 80s stuff and this stuff just goes straight back to the kind of 70s era, the funkadelic stuff. And it sounds almost very similar to that, but it also holds on to what is true of music now. Um, And Zombies is a really, really great tune. His vocal is so good in it. It's just like that raspy... It's just that kind of (laughs) getting it out like through... You know, sheer. I don't know, just really getting that vocal out like it's almost a struggle. Uh, but it sounds great that the the guitars in it that are just like whiny and just like sexy. They're just like it's just an absolutely fantastic song. Uh, I want to listen to it first um, again, and then we'll come back if we have anything to say with them. We will, but uh, let's listen to it. Nice, let's cool. do it. So, Charles Gambino with the zombies.
so I come back from that and uh, you know you've heard the song before I have um, there isn't too much to say I just want to say that um, as a song like it's just got one of the best kind of outros to something ever it's just I don't even know what instrument it is it's like some kind of synthy synthy guitar-y thing it's not a guitar I don't know what it is I'd love to know um, but it sounds fucking amazing and it's like just I love the whininess of it it's just great um, yeah nice there's not much more I can say and also the album cover's scary the album cover's scary yeah um, like the song itself you know, it's not about zombies the, the whole album itself is very deep it's very um, it, it to me it seems very on the nose you know shrouded by you know saying that this thing is zombies and it's a creepy kind of tune but it really is just about being and uh, I hyper quote but he's a very woke he is hashtag woke as you said earlier um, yeah it's, it's a really really good piece of work and I just think it's very undersold but um, anyway moving on to the next your second please Tim well as you've done a zombie song I wasn't actually going to do this particular tune but I am now Harry yeah. uh, I'm going to do a song by almost the same name minus the S but very much uh, my kind of thing rather than that kind of thing um <laughs> You're giving me such a dirty look right now. Because it's like, did you not like that then? No, I don't like that song. Do you not? No, I really... But it, do you know what it comes from though? Is, what? And it's I th- so good. No, I think the root of it is very simple, as in like, I realise that I'm um, out... I'm on the outside on this one, but I don't really like Prince, and that's a really Prince-influenced tune. I don't really like Prince either. But but that that's so Prince, that song. Um, yeah, but it's just done better. I mean, I'm not going to say it's done <laughs> oh, than Now so, we're both outside. <laughs> it's done with yeah. more of my taste. Yeah, um, no, it, it doesn't. It doesn't do it for me. For then again, you reason. weren't the uh, number one fan of the album necessarily, anyway. No, I grew to like it more than I did initially. But no, it, like I said, it's a very Prince influenced album, um, and yeah. it's just not something that does it for me. The the over elaborate guitar solos and the kind of you know, I just think I'm not a big fan of elaborate guitar solos, but I think that one's done so well. Yeah, I'm, but anyway, I'm I'm not I'm I by no guess. means taking off. I mean, there, there's some things that other people like that I don't that I will say, well, that's just shit. And that album is definitely not one of them. I can completely listen to it and hear merit in it. But for me, that's one of them. You do it for me. Fair enough. We are music fans. We are not fans of all yeah. music. Exactly. That, that that should be our tagline. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Write like that, that down. <laughs> well done, me. <laughs> well done, you, Harry. <laughs> you just summed up uh, 78 episodes. <laughs> now we could finish. Yeah. Right, we're off home. See you later. Anyway, back to zombie. Yes. Jamie T. Jamie is T. a brilliant South London artist who we've talked about many times before on this podcast. Um, a bit of a hero to us. He kind of emerged... Around the same kind of time as some of our favourite bands, the Maccabees, um, that kind of thing. Yeah. Sort of, what is it, like 2006? Yeah. Maybe a little bit touched later. Six, seven. Um, but what he always did was kind of really, actually very much like you were talking about earlier, spanned uh, hip-hop and indie and kind of merged things in his own way. And we've seen a load of imitations over um, the years afterwards, most notably recently. 
I, again, I'm sorry to have to do this. I mean, negative. I've just been negative once, but I mean, Rat Boy. I, I really have a bee in my bonnet about Rat Boy <laughs> because I don't really know anything about them. Oh, it's just, it's not a them. It's a him. Is it's it? just a. I, sh- I showed you his clothing line, didn't I? Rat yeah, Boy, yeah, yeah. which is but just ripping off Tyler's yeah. clothes to the point where his Quite brand is called Scum. Like, come yeah. on, come on, um, a ridiculous little boy making awful music but making a lot of money from it so fair play to him um we'd all like to be as rich as he is uh but he's ripping off someone who's a really interesting and authentic artist um and someone who if we think back it's kind of weird to remember now because he's been relatively prolific um over the last couple of years but very recent put, put two albums out uh i think almost within a year of each other um but before that he put out Panic Prevention and then Earth, Wind, was Earth, Wind and Fire? Yeah. What the second album was called? No, it wasn't. It was, it was called Kings and Queens. Kings and Queens. Uh, yeah, Earth, Wind and Fire was the lead <coughs> single from it. Um, but those two albums came out, again, quite close together. And then he just, just disappeared, disappeared off the face of the earth. Um, uh, I think down to, he had a lot of performance anxiety, didn't he? Yeah. He would often, I think he had to cancel some shows in the in the old days. Yeah. And then took, it was six or seven years yeah, it was, out. It was so long, Maybe. to the point where I just thought he was never going to come back. And he he sort of appeared on a couple of songs somewhere in the middle. Mm. Um, but it was just this really weird hinterland. And because I was I was a genuinely massive, massive fan. Like, yeah. uh, his first two albums are two of my favourite albums of that era, full stop. And I was just desperate for him to come back and... When it finally emerged that he was going to, so, so, so excited. And um, so the first single that came when he came back was called Don't You Find, which was this really kind of understated... Um, Is that the song of the guy? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> but was brilliant. Like, it kind of soared at the end, and it was kind of very, very different to what he had done previously, but totally intriguing and made me just... God, I, I remember the first time I heard that, I was just beside myself with excitement and then this song which i'm about to play came next is called zombie and it was kind of back to old jamie it was kind it of was really punky um upbeat happy exciting because that that was the thing about don't you find like we'd heard all these stories about like you say performance and anxiety and uh, depression and things like that and why he had disappeared and then he came back with what was quite a sullen song you kind of thought mm. oh you know, is the old spirit going to be gone a little bit? It's, it and reminds I, me of kind of Emily's Heart. Off of yeah, the exactly. Second album. Was it second album? Second album was yeah. Emily's Heart, yeah. Um, but then he came. Then Zombie came and it like had a funny video where like all the band's limbs are yeah, falling was, off in some It's actually pumpkin. quite, for me, quite horrible to watch. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, it was quite gross, like skin peeling off yeah, people's faces and stuff. Nah. I think there's a bit where the drummer hits the drum and like the arm goes Just flying off. off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But like... It it really brought back the kind of... Because that was what was great about Jamie in the early days. Like There was a real uh, humour um, and kind of personal touch to kind of what he was doing. Um, and yeah, this was a really fun tune that he... It was his second comeback single, and I really love it. Uh, and it's called Zombie, so that's kind of vaguely Halloween-themed. Of course. And I always, I always really relate to the chorus as well. Um, being a sad, sad post-teen. It's just like, yeah. Caught up in a little machine. Yeah. yeah. No dreams, concrete, walking like a zombie. It's like, yeah. A zombie! <laughs> what a tune. And I'm delighted to be playing it. I think it's the first play it's ever got on track, so. Yes. I don't think he's had many. 
He hasn't had many. He's had way less than he deserves, actually, because we're both really big fans. Mm. Um, I feel like Sheila's never even been played. No. We'll find, it. we'll find a theme. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sheila theme. <laughs> Old lady names. <laughs> people that went out with people's fellas. <laughs> uh, so this is Jamie T, zombie. Cause I'm a sad, sad post team Caught up in the love machine No dream concrete Walking like a zombie Like a zombie There you have it, that was Jamie T with Zombie. Harry, on to your next pick. Excellent pick, Tim. Glad you went and picked that one. Um, right, so the, th- the third pick I've got is actually one that um, I originally wasn't going to have, um, but it just it stuck out as one that I just needed to put in here. Okay. Because um, it's not very me. It's not definitely not something we've ever put in here before. Um, it's a very, very well-known song. You'll know it as soon as you hear it. It's there, though. It's Screaming Jay Hawkins with I Put a Spell on You. Because you're mine. Exactly. And the reason why I went for it is because, you know, spells, a little bit witchy, uh, screaming. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So all of those things. All the keywords. All of the keywords that I could think of. Um Another reason is because of the video, and here we are yet again. I want you to watch the video for this okay. because it opens up. It's kind of a live performance, the one I'm seeing. I'm going to play the uh, recorded version just because it will sound better. But uh, go and search. I mean, the number one I see. If you just look for Screaming Jay Hawkins, I put a spell on you. There is a Russian channel, um, which I am not even going to bother with pronouncing that because <laughs> I can't speak Russian. Uh, 4.5 million views so you'll find that one um, very weird very kind of witch doctor very voodoo-esque and he sits down at this piano after a little bit of kind of hokery pokery that thing hocus pocus is I was thinking of jiggery that jiggery pokery jiggery pokery <laughs> don't know what that means <laughs> hokery pokery <laughs> Um and then he finally sits down at this piano and he's just got this expression on which is both scary and serious and disturbing Hmm. let's go with disturbing off-putting all of the other words that i could use um but it's a really great video and to you know it'd be sad not to have a legend like this on the show at some point um so i'm just going to show you the video then we'll come back uh so this is screaming jay hawkins with i put a spell on you i put a spell on you Because you're mine Stop the things you do <laughs> What's up? I ain't lying. So coming all the way back there from screaming Jay Hawkins uh, amazing vocal Amazing vocal, incredible video, terrifying performance. <laughs> yeah. The man has a head on a stick, uh, a, 
like a bone coming out of his nose, um, crazy eyes. It's a bit it's, of fire at one point. <laughs> yeah, a bit of fire when he sits down at the piano. It's all a bit terrifying, but great. Like, fan. I love the intensity of it all. Absolutely. Um, so, third and final pick on this creepy little night. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, my last pick uh, is a little bit of a concession, I must say. And it's a concession to mine father. Uh, basically because this is one of his favourite bands and oh someone God. who I've been promising to play for ages. And actually, I did play once, way back when... And we didn't put it through. We lost... It was a lost we episode, lost a famously lost episode for Yorkshire Day. Yeah. Um, although, as I'm looking at this now, I don't know why it was in Yorkshire Day, because <laughs> in my, according to my notes, this band aren't from Yorkshire. <laughs> That was good then. <laughs> That's why it was broken. To save us the embarrassment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so the band are Bauhaus. Right. Um, obviously, design folk out there will know. Bauhaus is a German design school, originally. Um, but it's also a band... Are they German? <laughs> no, definitely. They're an English post-punk band. Oh, they're from Germany. No. But... <laughs> <laughs> they're from Northampton. Okay, I don't um, know who that is. No, but I, I'm 99% sure that's not in Yorkshire. As a Yorkshireman, like, I would put almost all of my money. I'd save enough money for lunch tomorrow, but I'd put the rest of my money on Northampton. Not being Northampton Shire place. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think. Anyway, um, and they're, they're just a kind of totally weird weird band they kind of use uh loads of kind of found footage and loads of weird distortion on their tracks and um what year they were if you were listening a second ago i wasn't <laughs> <laughs> they're formed in 1978 and kind of um right were prolific through i think all yes. of the 80s okay um and interestingly actually i was listening to mark maron's wtf the other day and he had Marilyn Manson on the yeah. show, um, who, musically, not a fan of at all. But actually, I found it a really intriguing and interesting yeah. interview. Yeah, they, yeah. Um, had a lot to say, and although he was quite drunk by the end of it, we can't judge for that, because <laughs> he was heard last week's episode. Uh, barrel in a wind. I have no <laughs> idea what a thing is to say, so... Um, but what was cool is that he actually, like, um, he was really into a lot of kind of, I suppose, like, late 80s, quite dark British indie. But stuff that is also quite accessible. Obviously, as I'm coming on to a Bauhaus, I find a bit confusing and a bit of a kind of enigma of themselves, um, quite removed from the mainstream culture. Uh, but things like Joy Division, things like that, he was really into. Um, of yeah. And I, I think that's quite cool, in it? Like I say, he, he he had some interesting points, and um, I would encourage people to go and... Was it a long one? It was quite a long one, and he Good. did get quite drunk by the end of it. Uh, it's funny, in the kind of preview to it, um, Marin says, like, he thinks... He came in with, like, a water bottle, apparently, a Fiji water bottle, um, which Marin su- suspects might have had vodka or something in it, and you can kind of hear him slowly get So he didn't in. offer him drink or anything? So they weren't drinking... 
Well, Mark Maron doesn't drink, does he? He's been sober for of 25 course, years. Of course, but he didn't offer him drink or no, anything. I don't think he offers anyone an alcoholic beverage, but no. people bring their own and are allowed to drink it in the garage, which one day we will experience. Of uh, course we, we will. will be guests. <laughs> we will be on Mark Maron. God, that would be good, wouldn't it? Oh, mate, we'd have to get to America first. <laughs> yeah, oh, we'll let's go and get excited about this later. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, um, Bauhaus, their first ever single was called uh, Bella Lugosi's Dead. It was released in August 1979 and as far as I can really tell, it seems to be about an actor being found dead. So a bit creepy. Um, And they're quite a dark, creepy band. Um, The imagery of their kind of uh, records is one of my favourite things about them. Like I say, they're my dad. This song is for my dad, really. Um, And they're my dad's (laughs) pick. Um, I don't really... I don't really connect to their music that much, but I do really like some of their imagery in this particular uh, record sleeve. It's got like a kind of bat shape and it's all a bit kind of, um, it's a bit unclear what's actually being portrayed, but it, it, it's just got a real feel to it and it's interesting looking. Um, mm. So the, the, the subject of that title Bela Lugosi. He was a Hungarian-American actor famous for portraying Count Dracula uh, in the 1931 film. And he was kind of um, in various roles in lots of horror films. That's kind of that classic era of kind of, um, you know, early horror, which I I like this. I like that kind of stuff. I'd, I'd never, like, you know, I don't really go and watch films. But whenever you catch that kind of stuff on TV, I really like the kind of old horror films that... Have they're you kind seen of not. Yes, I have. Good. Um, and they're like they're kind of not scary anymore. It's like um, no, no, not at all. It's like I really love. Oh, I really love old adverts because they're like they're not trying to sell you anything anymore because you mm. can't buy those things anymore. So they're just kind of you take them at face value, um, yeah, and they just kind point. of they kind of become their own thing. And I find old horror films are a little bit like that. It's like they don't scare you anymore because that's not scary now but they've kind of got an inherited artistic merit because of that. That's um, why they, they become like cult films. And yeah, stuff. exactly. Um, I really <clears throat> I really love that. Um, and I think this is kind of... I can't really tell if it's based around the actor or the actor's characters, but um, there's not a huge amount of lyrics to it, but what is there is quite creepy. Uh, the virginal brides file past his tomb, strewn with time's dead flowers, bereft in deadly bloom. Alone in a darkened room, the Count Bella Lugosi's dead. And it's like, it's all quite dark and quite creepy. But um, actually, for a Bauhaus song, I find um, sonically there's some interesting things in there. I I like the texture of it. I like the fuzziness of it. I like the guitar that runs through the whole thing. And there's this kind of like, um, it's kind of a drumbeat, but it's like a very much like a tapping, a tap, 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 that runs through the whole thing. It's like... It's all it's all just a bit weird and a bit disconcerting, and I guess kind of sets you up for what they're going to go on and do in their later years. But what an interesting first single! I mean, yeah. most people put out their most accessible material as their first thing. Like, come and get into us, guys, and maybe this is the most accessible thing they put out. But it's also completely inaccessible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it kind of sums them up. Uh, so, Dad, this one's for you. It's Bauhaus. Bella Lugosi's dead. White on white, translucent black capes Back on the rack
So there you have it. That was our, well, my third and final pick, which means it was our sixth and final pick of this very special Halloween episode. Halloween! Um, what are you dressing up as this Halloween? I've noticed that in the last couple of weeks there's been a kind of, um, a bit of a tritter. A tritter? <laughs> a tritter. Tritter and Pracebrook. <laughs> How dare you make fun of my speech impediment like that. I've got speech impediment. <laughs> I'm not I'm not even drunk at all. Anyway, um, a bit of a Twitter trend uh, to put cute uh, couples Halloween outfit idea Is it? thing. And then you get like two funny pictures below it. What would be our cute Halloween couple Oh, what a Costume. great question, Tim. I feel like I need to think We had a good it. one last year, but we didn't do it. We had just uh, Justin Vernon. And Francis and the Lights. That's what we were going to be from that the Friends And we were going to learn the uh, thing. Yeah. Which would have been great yeah. if anyone got it. Although we figured out that we'd basically just be going as ourselves. Because yeah. I look a bit like Justin Vernon, you look like him. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to wear like black jeans and a black hoodie. Which, which is, is so you're... different to what I'm wearing. Right now. <laughs> exactly the same. And I'd wear a checkered shirt. <laughs> Jeans. You just need a cap. <laughs> I just need a cap and then I'm there and some yeah. glasses. Um, I mean, I would almost want to go that. I mean, would you go uh, Kanye and Kim maybe? Or mm. think of it, or are we thinking music double act? Um, I mean, it would be much more on theme for us to go music double act. It would. Uh, it's a difficult one. Could we go Kurt and Courtney? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know what their, that outfit would be, but I, like I feel it. like you'd be, definitely be Kurt. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> I mean, I I don't. I think you'd also be Courtney as well, <laughs> but I think you look way more like Kurt. Thanks, um, it's a really good uh, question, Tim. Do you wish I'd given you more time to think about it? No, because it's not necessarily important, so it's fine if I can't think of anything. But um, <laughs> I definitely think we could do something. We could do something. Else. Oh wow! Do you have any ideas? Mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, we could be um, Hall and Oates. Lovely. We could be Simon and Garfunkel. We could be we could be Simon and Garfunkel zombie fight. <laughs> so we yeah. just do what we normally do: put some red stuff on us and go as. Anything but the zombie version. Well, what I would really like, but I know you would never go along with it, is really? because the, the the Halloween costume I've been wanting to do for years, and I never do it because I never get round to buying the requisite materials, is I've always wanted to be, you know, the classic Alan Partridge episode where he dresses up as a zombie. Yeah. And then comes down to <laughs> With the curtains. Yeah, he's got like a, a shower curtain round his thing. And he's got like a bath mat over his front and a shower cap on. Yeah. And he's sticks nails to his fingers and he's got a biscuit stuck to his cheek <laughs> <laughs> only some people would get it yeah. but it would be good uh, yeah I've always wanted to be Alan Partridge zombie and I feel like uh, <laughs> what I need you to be with that is I would like you to be Lynn with me you can really? just get like a little a little afro and a skirt did, you, did I ever tell you that Lynn came into the office you did yeah yeah mad lovely lady madness but yeah 
I would like you to be my Lynn to my Alan Partridge zombie. It's really interesting because I would just like to be Alan Partridge as well. It's one of them ones where you don't yeah. want to be the, the Robin to their Batman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, maybe for the joke, it would be all right. Yeah. Or maybe you could be another... You could be Alan with his foot pierced on a spike. I've pierced my foot on a spike! Or, or what's his uh, what's his new asshole me? <laughs> I'd yeah. love to be him. Or you could be... One of us could be, like, the creepy fan. I'm just a fan, Alan. <laughs> Longer be Alan terrified. Could be his girlfriend. With you could have Alan tattooed on your chest. <laughs> you should go as Alan. I'll be his girlfriend. No. <laughs> We're going to do sex now, Alan. Yes. <laughs> Get the job. Anyway, I'm pretty sure that brings this episode to an end. Yes. Um, <laughs> Thank you so much for being here, and I hope you are having a happy and exciting and fun Halloween. Halloween, 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 Halloween. Is this where you're going to insert a little bit of footage? Are we going to go out on that? Let's go out on that. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, way back when, this is literally six hours before Trax was conceived, um, we were at Halloween party we talked about earlier. And um, for some reason... With the bin on the scales. Yeah, yeah, the self-conscious bin. (laughs) (laughs) Throwback reference that was in an episode once. Um, What happened was we were all on the dance floor, me, Harry, and a few of our mates. And um, for some reason, we felt it necessary to um, change the word to every single song to Halloween. Halloween, 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 Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like like ha, ha, Halloween, like Pokemon, where you can only say your own name. <laughs> that is what we became. We were saying Halloween two songs, and we're going to go out on it. So, all I've got to say left is, I've been Tim, and I have been Harry, and this has been Tracks, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, happy Halloween. <laughs> 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 Oh, what's this?